believe that the Lord is going to do changes in here tonight. I really do believe that. I believe the word of God, not the word of Bert McKay, but I believe the word of God is going to come tonight in power. And I believe that every life in this room will be touched tonight, one way or another. I believe that God is not only going to touch those in this room tonight by his word, but I believe the word that's going into the heavenlies tonight is going to touch Glasgow. I believe the word that's going to come forth tonight is going to touch Scotland. Because when we declare the word of the Lord that goes in to heavenly realms and heavenly places and it changes atmospheres, we don't want to be a people who are thermometers. We know what the temperature is in Scotland. We know what the temperature is in the nation. We know what the temperature is in the churches. But we want to be thermostats tonight. We want to be thermostats that can change the atmosphere, that can turn the atmosphere from a worldly realm into heavenly realms, especially for the people of God. I believe God tonight wants to tell you. I believe that God wants to say tonight that you are who he has made you. So many people live under the expectations of other people. So many Christians live under the expectations of their pastor or their parents or whoever has had influence in their life. And I believe tonight God wants to break that. I, want to, I believe that God tonight is going to break off change tonight, that he's going to raise you up to be who he has made you to be. If you could only grasp tonight who you really are. The Lord woke me up on Wednesday morning. And this is what he said to me. Just in my spirit, as his spirit spoke to my spirit. You know you're in that state, you're still half asleep, but you know you're in the presence of Almighty God. And this is what he, he was saying. Tell my people that they are who I have called them to be, not who they might be, but who I have called them to be. Your destiny has already been established. Come on, folks, are you listening tonight? God has already established who you are. He's not brought you into this life to make you into something. You already are. And I believe what God is saying tonight is that he wants to release you from the chains that are binding you from fulfilling his destiny for you. I believe tonight that God is going to break chains. 
you have lived probably in earthly realms for so long. And yet the scripture tells us that we can live in a far better place. We can live in a far different place. We can live beyond the sacred veil. We can come into his presence with boldness. I think I said the last time I spoke here was this, that Christ could not take you any higher than he's taking you in heavenly realms without breaching the Godhead. That's how high you are in Christ. You are seated with Christ in heavenly realms. Come on, folks. Not that you will be. The Bible doesn't say you will be. The Bible says that you are seated with Christ in heavenly realms. And I believe tonight God wants you to see yourself how God sees you. Okay? Wow. Let's get rid of false expectations that people's put on you. Let's break it tonight because God is looking for a people who are wholly committed to him, who will follow him with their whole heart. I was going to say the minute you were born, but that's not true. Because your birth is not the start of who you are. Chosen in Christ from before the foundation of the world. Before this world was ever made. Before Adam's clay was ever fashioned. Before Scotland was ever brought into being. You, already chosen, hand-picked by God. Come on, folks. Hand-picked by God that you might be in him, that he might be able to work through you so that you realize tonight that God doesn't see your potential. He sees your destiny. He sees what you see already brought into being before you were ever born. And see if the church, the ecclesia, could just grasp that tonight. That we are a people raised with Christ, seated with Christ, Exhibiting Christ, showing his glory. Folks, what an amazing place to be. I believe tonight. That as God comes and speaks to you, 
He's about to change your direction. When God visited his people of old, it was a time of laying down one thing and stepping into a new thing. Now I believe tonight that God is calling his people into this new wineskin. A wineskin that displays who the Ecclesia really is. The governmental assembly of God. You might think this is strange tonight to hear that, but that is what the Ecclesia is. It's a people called out to be a legislative body on behalf of the kingdom of God. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. To understand that to be in Christ, to be seated in heavenly realms, to be called the Ecclesia, is to be a legislative body governed from the heavens down to earth. So long we've been earthbound. So long we've been bound to the laws of earth. But all the time there's a door open. There's a veil torn. There's a place of entrance into a glorious place where we can sit in heavenly realms and we're seeing things from a different perspective. The children of Israel, when they sent out the spies, when we touch on that, I don't know where this is going tonight. I really, I really don't know where this is going tonight. But I'm excited. Really, I'm excited tonight. That when the people of God sent out the 12 spies into Canaan to spy out the land, I'll come back to that later on, but this is what I want to say just now. They saw the giants from an earthly perspective. We were like grasshoppers in their sight. We are like grasshoppers in their sight. They saw the giants, but forgot about the, the purposes of God. If they had only been like, like Caleb and Joshua, they said, we can do it. We are able to overcome. We are able to go in. We can decree this because we are standing on the word of God. God has said, I will take you out of Egypt and I will bring you into a land that's flowing with milk and honey. And Joshua and Caleb, they saw that. They didn't fear the giants. Because they knew 
the plans and purposes of Almighty God. You can accept what God is saying tonight. You can be like Caleb and Joshua tonight and say, God, I want to enter into this. I want to go forward with you. It doesn't matter the giants. It doesn't matter what's come against us. It doesn't matter what's in the future because we are fulfilling the plans and purposes of Almighty God. Or you can put a butt in here tonight. You see, the ten spies, they said, everything that God said was true. <laughs> you know, the whole twelve spies came back and said, everything that God says is true. It indeed is a land flowing with milk and honey. But... They refused to enter in and wanted to go back to Egypt. They had seen the hand of God. They had seen his provision. They had seen his miracles. They had seen everything that he was able to do. Is there a but in your life tonight? Are you hearing what I'm saying? But in your heart, you're saying, but. You see, that but cost them their inheritance. But that, these ten spies did not only cost their inheritance. Over 600,000 men died in the wilderness because of that but. The blessings of God was delayed for 40 years because of that but. They moved out from under the deliverance of God because of that but. And I pray tonight there's not one but in this room. I pray that tonight. You see, I believe in this room tonight. Invisible, but destiny thieves. There's a work in here tonight that's trying to steal this very work from your heart. Satan's not worried about the people out there tonight. He's already got them. But he wants to rob you tonight of all that God has for you. He wants to steal it. He's the greatest thief in history. He's the biggest liar in history. And he might be whispering tonight into your heart, this is not for me. 
I remember one night in Skegness, down at Spring Harvest, and I, have, I had just newly come out of a persuasion that the thought what I'm saying tonight was foreign. But I was hungry, really hungry. So I seen advertised in their, their brochure, Holy Spirit Night. So I said, I want to go there. I want to go there. And there must have been about 150 people in a wee side tent at Spring Harvest in Skegness. And I'm sitting there, and a guy called Dave Richards from London, he was preaching on the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit might come and all the different uh, the pictures of the Holy Spirit. And you know, as he started to preach that, I started to really say no. I didn't want it. This is not for me. I'll let you know a secret. I was there with somebody else's wife that night. Not by choice, just how, how it happened to be. My late wife Jenny was, was looking after somebody's children till them come. So I was with, with somebody else's wife that night, and I said to Sheila, I says, I've got to go. There was this resentment rising up in me that I didn't want it. This was foreign to me. And as I turned to Sheila to say, look, I'm just going. The Holy Spirit spoke into my spirit, and this is what he said. I thought you were asking me for more. I want to give you more tonight. And Dave Richards had called out his team. Then he called out the whole group of people. And you couldn't see Dave Richards. There must have been about 100, 150 all at the front of the tent. And there was only about half a dozen still left in their seats. And I bargained with God. <laughs> have you ever bargained with God? <laughs> I remember saying to God, Well, God, if I go out and stand in that aisle, I want Dave Richards to pay for me himself. God's gracious, you know. So I went and I stood out in the aisle. And the, the minute I stood in the aisle, the hundred people opened up. And there's Dave Richards doing this to me. See, when you open yourself up to God, God will meet you. And if you think this is strange tonight, maybe God wants to meet you tonight. And as I stood before Dave Richards that night, and he put his hand above my head, and he's praying away from me in tongues. And I felt myself, and of course I went, 
There's no pushing me over. <laughs> Them Dave Richards, a guy I've never met in my life before, he told me what I'd been praying in private. Go on, folks. We're dealing with God here. He told me what I'd been praying in private that nobody knew what I'd been praying. The next thing I knew, I was lying flat down in the presence of Almighty God. And that night took me on a, a, a journey, an epic journey that's still going on tonight. All because I felt resentment. And God came in and said, I want to give you more. I believe you're in the place of more tonight. Are you hungry tonight? Do you want more tonight? Well, I want to tell you tonight that you need to start seeing yourself as God sees you. Brother, sister, God sees you who has made you to be. And I believe that God is, is, is visiting you tonight. I really believe that the Spirit of God is moving in this room tonight. I really believe that there is an atmosphere of heaven in here tonight. And I do believe that God is going to touch you tonight. If we don't see ourselves as God sees us, we cannot agree to the assignments he's brought for us. I want to say that again. If you don't see yourself as God sees you, we cannot agree to the assignments he has for you. Listen, folks, he's got the most amazing life laid out for you. He really has. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been on the road. God is doing something in Scotland and he's looking for a people to say yes. He's looking for a people who are willing to go beyond the veil. He's looking for a people who get a grip in their souls of being a legislative assembly that can make decrees, that can change this nation. got her to talk to Moses in order to get Moses to understand who he was. He got Moses' attention by a burning bush. And that burning bush experience released Moses into his destiny. 
If God hadn't met Moses that day, Moses would be a shepherd till the day he died. I've heard Steve saying this, and I've preached this for years. The saddest thing in life is not death. To me, the greatest tragedy in life is having lived a life not knowing the purpose for what God had made you for. What a tragedy. What a tragedy. To stand before the living Christ. And he says, I want to show you the path you could have walked. I want to show you the things I planned for you. I want to show you what your life is like with the power of Christ in you. I want to show you the decrees you could have made. I want to show you the declarations you could have made. I want to show you what it would have been like if you had just walked through the veil into heavenly realms. But you said, but. But you said, but. God already destined Moses to be the leader of his people and to take them out of Egypt. And Moses realized that when his rod became a snake, then the snake became a rod. This was his new assignment. It wasn't we were done with a shepherd's rod, it was going to be a rod that was now empowered by God Himself. This might be the final stage because I believe that your destiny comes to you in stages. You had to be the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You had to be the shepherd in the wilderness. But there came a time when he was released into the fullness of all that God had called him to. This your night? Is this the final stage of your journey? Is this the release into the fullness of your destiny? Is tonight the step into this new thing? Is this the night that God is going to close doors and open new ones? I am the one who closes doors that no man can open. But I'm also the one who opens doors that no man can shut. Folks, there's an open door tonight. 
Bryst hyos. Smith Wigglesworth. The ladies that were that Steve was talking about. Ladies of gold. The two ladies up in Lewis. They found the door. Folks, they found the door. And they changed history. They changed the nation. Reese Howells and his intercessors. The ladies of gold. They were taking assignments to different nations. Because they found the open door. Behold, I have set before you an open door. Seated with Christ. Do you know what that means? <laughs> you know, it's not just nice language. They are seated with Christ. Touched on this the last time, but didn't get through with it. You are seated with Christ. You are seated and moving in his anointing. Are you hearing that tonight? When you're seated in heavenly realms with Christ, you're part of his body. Therefore, the anointing that he has is ours. I've got scriptures to prove that. Ask me at the end of the meeting where I, what the scriptural path is for that. But not only do we move in his anointing, we move in his glory. He was the glory of the Father. And as we are in heavenly realms, we are able to stand before him with unveiled faces. And what we're doing, we're like mirrors, we're reflecting that glory. Let us sink in. Reflectors of his glory. Oh, if the Ecclesia could only get a grip of this tonight. <laughs> Reflecting the glory of God.
I remember being in a prayer meeting. I don't know if I've shared this before. But I remember being in a prayer meeting where I was with Pray for Scotland. And I wasn't speaking that day. But just before the, the break at lunchtime, we opened it up to a time of prayer. And there were three, three specific prayer points. One of was that Scotland needs to see a fresh revelation of God's glory. Prayer point number two, that Scotland needs to see a revelation of who Jesus is. And that Scotland, the third one was this, that Scotland needs to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Good point. Whenever these three prayers were prayed, the Holy Spirit said to me, you need to share something. So after the break, I said to Stephen Anderson, he was, he was chairing that, that, that meeting that day. I said to Stephen Anderson, can I have five minutes? And he said, yes. A revelation of God's glory. A, re a revelation of who Jesus is. A revelation of the outpouring of the Spirit of God. Or an outpouring of the Spirit of God. I said, the Bible makes it abundantly clear how that's going to happen. It happens through his ecclesia. We with unveiled faces. We reflect the glory. Paul says that Christ might be exhibited in my body. So when you walk about, you should be exhibiting Christ. And out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. What? <laughs> oh, church. Can you grasp this tonight? That there's no plan B for Scotland. God has not got a plan B for Scotland. We are God's plan for Scotland. Amen. Amen. We are God's plan for Scotland. To show his glory. To reveal Jesus. And to flow out the Holy Spirit. But in order to do that, we need to learn to live beyond the veil. This is nothing that can be gained in universities. This is nothing that can be gained even in church services. This is something that can only be gained in heavenly realms. 
what I'm saying tonight. You really are there. <laughs> you know, the Bible says, when you come to this reality, I'll take you are there. You are seated with Christ in heavenly realms. But you need, you need the release of the revelation of that into your heart and soul tonight. We're not asking you to take another journey tonight. Because you're already there. But what I'm asking tonight is a release or the revelation that you are there. And as the ecclesia, the governmental legislative body of Christ here on earth, you can start to do things that change your nation. Spirits of darkness tonight, you're on the run. Because God's people are going to realize who they are and what they are and where they are. And they're going to live as Christ intended his body to live. Decreeing and declaring the kingdom of God here in Scotland. And you cannot stop it. You have no power tonight to stop it. We decree that tonight here in this room. We declare we are the church of the living God. You maybe think you've stolen so much tonight from the people of God. You might believe tonight that you've changed their destiny. But I want to tell you tonight, powers over Scotland, you're wrong. You are wrong. Oh, church, arise and put your armor on. That we will be the ecclesia, that the gates of hell will not prevail against. Amen. Amen. Do you agree with that declaration tonight? Yes. Come on, do you agree with that declaration tonight? We are seated in him. We are seated in his anointing. His glory. His wisdom. His authority. 
his purpose is. His heart and his plans for the earth, the assignments of heaven, can only be completed as you learn to be seated at his right hand. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, Ecclesia. The kingship of Christ teaches us how to rule in the midst of our enemies. Yeah? Psalm 110. I think I'm finished. I had so much more to say, but my energy is gone. Let me just say this tonight. The rulers of this present darkness will not back away until they sense his authority and our authority. The Father God challenged us to decree a thing so that it would be established. So our Father desired us to operate like him. And with him. To God be the glory.